0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Greater European Talks for this season. In this episode, we're going to talk about the French elections. Today, we're joined by Adrian Waters and Thibaut Chalère. Adrian, Thibaut, why don't we start off by introducing yourself?
1: Hello, everyone. Oh, as they say in French, uh, salut to le monde. My name is Adrian Woods. Yes. I'm the Democratization Desk Officer of the Institute for Greater Europe, of which I've been a member since 2018. I was also its secretary between December 2018 and uh, December 2019. And uh, I've written several articles for the Institute on topics concerning democracy in Europe. I'm Thibaut, I am a Master's degree
2: in Social Transition and now I'm being part of the authors' team for the Institute of Greater Europe. Since this year.
0: Great. To quickly introduce the topic, the French presidential elections are currently in the limelight as they could shift the equilibrium within Europe. Adrian will start off our conversation by talking about the possible results and what actions have been taken by the two top candidates, Emmanuel Macron and Marine Le Pen. The floor is yours, Adrian.
1: Yes, uh, thank you, Semina. As you all know, the results of the first uh, round of the presidential elections in France are as follows. So we have Macron with uh, 27.85% of the vote, followed by Marine Le Pen with 23.15% of the vote. Uh, Jean-Luc Mélenchon of La France Insoumise gained uh, the best result he has ever achieved so far with 21.95% of the vote, followed by the far-right pundit uh, Eric Zemmour, who only got 7.07% of the vote. Until a few months ago, people thought that he would have succeeded in getting into the second round, but due to a series of uh, scandals, uh, he lost uh, to Marine Le Pen. Then we have Valérie Pécresse from Les Républicains who got only 4.78% of the vote. And if we go down even further, we have Yannick Jadot from the Greens, who only got 4.63%. And Hidalgo, the mayor of Paris and candidate for the Socialist Party, only got 1.75% of the vote. The turnout was... 73.69%, 73.69%, which is quite high, but uh, the abstention rate, so 26.31%, is slightly higher than it was five years ago, when it was only 23%. For the second round, Emmanuel Macron has received uh, support from uh, Valérie Pécresse, Yannick Jadot, and Anne Hidalgo. And uh, Marine Le Pen has received support from Zemmour and Nicolas Dupont-Agnon, who is uh, a right-wing uh, Eurosceptic candidate. If you look at the map of France, you'll see that Macron did really well in the west of France, while Marine Le Pen did well in the northeast and in the south of France, where unemployment rates are higher. Macron did uh, relatively well with older voters. Le Pen did well with those aged between 50 and 60, while Mélenchon did really well with the younger voters, students and low-income workers in urban areas. So it is clear from these results uh, that uh, Mélenchon and his supporters will be the kingmakers in the second round. He called on his uh, voters not to give a single vote to Marine Le Pen. However, they are all pretty much divided because one poll showed that 44% of Mélenchon voters will abstain, a third will vote for Macron, and uh, nearly a quarter said that they will vote for Marine Le Pen. So at this point, both runners are going to try and court left-wing voters. Le Pen has already been doing this uh, for years by targeting those uh, who have suffered from globalization and those who are are against Macron's neoliberal agenda. She has been campaigning on the cost of living, which is uh, the main concern for French voters at the moment. So she is proposing policies that are supposed to mitigate the negative consequences uh, of Macron's uh, flawed economic policies. So she wants to lower VAT on basic goods, she wants to waive income tax for the under 30s. She wants to exempt companies from tax contributions if they raise minimum wages by at least 10%. And she also wants to lower the retirement age to 62. So she's getting the votes of people who, while well, Macron, is uh, going green in order to attract both left-wing and green voters, insisting that he has common ground with uh, these people. However, his environmental record, as we all know, is not that rosy. His uh, fuel tax led to the Yellow Vest protests. I mean, he also curtailed the activities of environmental activists by criminalizing protests in airports and by introducing restrictions on civil liberties. He also failed to pass uh, recommendations by the Citizens Convention on Climate Change into law. He also failed to reduce France's greenhouse gas emissions and he also didn't manage to put environmental protection in France's constitution. So really I think he'll have a hard time trying to get support of those who who really care about the environment in France. He also made a U-turn on his promise to raise the retirement age to the age of 65 by saying that he's willing to adjust the time frame. However this is not convincing many people at the moment. So, polls are giving Macron a clear lead over Le Pen. However, this is not 100% certain. While it is likely that Macron will win, we should not be surprised if Le Pen wins, even by a small margin. Now, if Le Pen wins, it will bring a bigger shock to the European Union than Brexit, because she'll be the first radical right Leader to head a country in Europe in a long time, since the Second World War, actually. Although in other countries in Europe, there are already far right politicians who, are, who played a significant role in the governments. I mean, think of Jörg Haider in Austria in the early 2000s, or recently, in Italy, we had Matteo Salvini in the League in power in Italy. Her presidency would be a shock to the European Union, also because many of her policies would depend on violating EU, rule, EU rules. She wants to give priority to French citizens in terms of jobs, housing and welfare. She also wants to withhold 5 billion euros per year in payments into the EU budget and reimpose border checks on France's frontiers with Italy, Spain, Belgium and Luxembourg, which, uh, according to many experts, would bring financial and also legal retaliation from Brussels. In my view, we should not be surprised if her Eurosceptic policies uh, I'm immensely popular because uh, polls have shown that only 32% of French people trust the European Union, which is a lower figure than in any other EU member state. I mean, think of uh, France's rejection of the EU constitution in the 2005 referendum. The main thing uh, to know is that whoever wins will have a tough time because if Marine Le Pen wins, she will not be able to impose her own uh, policy line unless she gets a majority in the parliament. As a matter of fact, there will be parliamentary elections that will be held in June. However, even if Macron wins, he will also have a tough time. He will continue to face the same problems as before. Unless EU fiscal rules are changed, it will be hard to see how he will be able to deliver on the economic issues that matter to French voters. That is what I have to say.
0: Thank you, Adrian, for your insightful comments. But what about the French population? How do you think that the media plays a significant role in voting? Thibaut, the floor is yours.
2: I would just talk about a sociologist way from the population side of the situation from the presidential. So according to a survey of the first round of the presidential, we have so seen a real cleavage between the population from the ages to 18 to 35, majority of the vote people choose Jean-Luc Mélenchon for his revolutionary aspect of politics. The median age, like the 35 to 55, voted for Emmanuel Macron, and then the 55 and more just voted for Marine Le Pen. So we can see for all candidates a real separation between the, the youngest and the oldest people, the extreme right to the other side. So for now, just the both candidates have tried to rely on other candidate voting people. They both use strategy for including more and more electors for them. But the choice is just between between the right and the extreme right. A lot of people want to make Marine Le Pen lose, as Jean-Luc Mélenchon asked to his people after the defeat. Don't make a single vote for Marine Le Pen. But the both are a uh, present for the presidency. And yeah, I have something to say about the media with some survey effects the bandwagon effect and the underdog effect. So the population in France have had to choose between earth voting and logic voting. So when the surveys publi- uh, were published in France, some candidates was on the top of the list, and the other was on the low, low side. So the French people were just like invited to vote for the more potentially president they could make. I heard some stories about people saying that I wanted to vote for this one, but I voted for the other because he had the better chance to pass. Here in La Réunion, we just saw two candidates. For the Dom it's like pretty unusual only Jean-Luc Mélenchon and Éric Zemmour came to this island to campaign. That's all uh, I've said for for now.
1: Left-wing voters are in a a bit of a dilemma in this election. Firstly, it's a repetition of what happened five years ago. And secondly, the Republican anti-Le Pen front is not as strong as it used to be. And uh, unfortunately, French voters are faced with two candidates, which in my view are just as bad as each other. And I think that... uh, if Le Pen wins, then Macron will, will only have himself to blame. And so I think uh, this election also shows that uh, the French democratic system needs to be altered. Firstly, by introducing proportional representation. Secondly, by reducing the powers of the president. And uh, thirdly, giving uh, French people more of a say in the decision-making process. And not just every five years or every time there's a local and regional election. At the end of the day, it's uh, up to the French people to decide on Sunday. And whatever happens, uh, we'll have to sort of accept the consequences. But it will be something to analyze next time.
0: Very interesting indeed. Thank you, Adrian and to both for joining us. That's all for today. Thank you for listening. If you would like to join one of our future episodes, please email us at podcast at Europe.com.